This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. We have two Premier League games left of this current season. In this episode, of course, we will be discussing everything Tottenham Hotspur. And it is now 53 days since Antonio Conte left the football club. The manager search is still on. And at the moment, Spurs are heavily linked with final boss Arnie Slot. To talk about everything Tottenham Hotspur, I've got three very special guests as normal. We've got Gary Maloney back with us. Gary? How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Not too bad. Uh, glad to be back on. It's been a little while. Um, at least I'm not on after a defeat, but that's only because we're not playing. So, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, you have to laugh. It's just been that sort of season, isn't it? But um, yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Good stuff. And we've also got channel regular Josh back with us. Josh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Chris. It's nice to be back on, and hopefully we'll have a, a good chat. Good chat tonight. And we've also got channel regular Melvin on again, all the way from Malta. Melvin, how are you? I'm okay, I'm okay. You know, considering all the craziness going on, you know, it's never a dull moment following Spurs. But yeah, I'm sure we'll discuss this. And uh, thanks for the free therapy session. Like, you know, I, I messaged you earlier this week. I'd be like, I need, I need to get some things off my chest. And, you know, yeah. it's the perfect place to... You know, to unwind and, and talk talk about spares. Well, lovely to have you all on. Um, Gary, let's start the show with you. Um, just want to very quickly get your thoughts before we talk about the manager search. Let's get your thoughts on the Aston Villa game at the weekend. Oh dear, it was it was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> it was flat. Um, it wasn't really surprising. Um it just is what it is. Um, Chris has had enough already. Look, <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone was surprised. I mean, I think I pretty much have said most of the season we're going to lose, but Harry Kane's going to score, and that's pretty much how it's been. You're back, Chris. You didn't miss much. It's just me talking about how terrible we were. But 
uh, just going back to what I said, I, I pretty much called it. I said, look, we'll lose, Harry Kane will score. And that was it. It was very lacklustre, sort of flat, not really that great. I didn't think Villa were amazing either, if I'm honest with you, but just for a really disappointing display, if I'm honest with you. Um, and it's a little bit like, I mean, yes, we have got something to play for in a way, but then in another sort of way, we haven't. And I, it just mm. feels a bit like, you know, we've got no manager, no director of football. Um, half the time, I don't know what players are staying and going. I just think, like, the whole team and a lot of the fans have just given up. I mean, I've just, I've kind of gone from being really angry, let down, disappointed, to not really bothered anymore now. I'm almost like, it seems really bad, but you know when Tottenham lose now, I'm not even that fussed. That's how bad it is. I think, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it was painful after the Liverpool defeat, the way we lost in the last second, but Villa, I wasn't even bothered in the slightest, if I'm honest with you. I expected it, and, you know, when the full-time whistle went and, and uh, we had lost, I was like, fine. And I think, you know, if that goal by Son had been onside, would we have deserved the draw, really? Probably not. We were We were pretty crap, to be honest. So, I wasn't really bothered in the slightest if I'm honest with you um I don't know how that is for you know you guys but for me it's I think we've lost so many times this season I kind of feel like I don't I'm not even affected by it it seems so terrible to say that but honestly that's how I felt and uh, it didn't bother me and it didn't ruin my day which was good so I think it's fair to say though Gary that um every fan and probably everyone connected to the club probably want this season over and done with. Um, yeah. I know some people want European football. Some people don't want European football. We'll we'll get yeah. onto that shortly as well. Um, Josh, let's get your thoughts very quickly on the Aston Villa game at the weekend. Yeah, I thought what Gary said, I totally agree. I sh- it just feels, I just feel so disconnected. Yeah. Like, I, I expected a loss. I was, when it went 2-0, I was just like, oh, it's, it's happened again, hasn't it? And you just have to watch it and just kind of laugh. It's, yeah. it's got to a point where it's actually laughable. Like, you're not even angry anymore, as, as Gary said. I, 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 don't, I used to get angry because we used to concede goals and we play really well and then concede goals, but now we just deserve it. We, we genuinely just have no direction as a football club. Like you said, we've got no director of football. We haven't got a permanent manager. It's just everything's a bit of a mess. We feel, if you could sum it up, we're like a ship without a rudder and we need to have some re- urgent repairs this summer. Yeah. It's just oh, it's just a bit of a mess. Like, everything I see online is just becoming a bit of a bit of a meme as well. I think today Harry Kane was painting his mural, and people were saying, "Is that the best that the club can come up with to blackmail Harry Kane to to stay, stay by, yeah. by finishing off his mural?" But oh, I don't know. It's it's become very sad. I think we don't deserve Tottenham mm. fans. We're a great fan base, and things are getting quite toxic online. And but it'd be good to to have a chat about it all and oh, it's just, I just hope we can turn this around because we shouldn't be in this position those players at the club yeah. are they're better than than what we were served up against Aston Villa we should be beating Aston Villa and if you cast yeah. your mind back one year ago we absolutely demolished Villa uh, yeah. last season at the end of towards the end of last season I think Son scored a hat-trick at Villa Park I went up and it, we were absolutely phenomenal and that team hasn't really changed but it's all gone to pot and that's just it just oh it's very it hurts me inside honestly it's 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 really sad but hopefully hopefully we can sort it out but what do you think Melvin? I don't know it's sometimes I struggle to to explain how I feel but I think Gary summed it up pretty well when he was talking it's like 
we lose and I'm not bothered by the loss anymore. It's like we're not really playing for anything important. And um, okay. I, th I think since the AC Milan defeat in the Champions League, I think, and then Conte getting sacked, I think since then, in a way, I had to really, really lower my expectations. And, and I go into games thinking, I'm expecting a defeat before we even start because the because I I think sometimes in the last four or five years I've consumed so much football and I I I follow Twitter so much and I consume every bit of spares media and content I can and and, and I just and I and I just love it and then but when it turns sour and it, it goes extremely bad it affects me mentally and and my mental health and 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 sometimes I have to like tone it down a little bit because I was. I was becoming uh, not depressed, but I was becoming really sad and, and frustrated, and I didn't know yeah. which direction as a fan we were going. And and sometimes I think this shouldn't be my problem to to try to fix or try to analyze. It'd be like this is Levy's problem, this is Enix's problem. They need to fix this. They need to fix this. They owe they owe it to the fans to fix it. They owe it to us. We've been so patient, so patient, and. And we supported the club through thick and thin, and and it's like, it's 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 very sad, and I, and I'm sure we're gonna discuss it further. But yeah, it, the defeat to Aston Villa, it we, we could have won, and I wouldn't have been even happy. We lost, and I'm not even sad. It's just I'm yeah, numb to yeah. it all. No, so I was with, with Son's um, equaliser, even though it was offside. I wasn't like really hoping and praying that, that was going to be given, and we got a draw. I actually felt like I didn't really care. And do you know what, Mel? I think you're right. It is a little bit of depression. What it is, I think the last time I felt really angry, I, f I did feel angry after that Liverpool game because when we went oh. like two down, I just I was like, right, I've given up on it. That's it, done. And then to come back and to, I mean, this is Tottenham all over, but you come back and you equalise in injury time and then you get to such a high and then you still find a way to lose it. Mm. And I think that was the very end for me. So I think what it is, it's a, it's a mixture of like your mental health, but... Also, at the moment with Tottenham, I have like a sort of an emptiness. So when the Aston Villa game was on and I was watching it and watching how we played, I feel like empty. You know, that horrible, empty sinking feeling in your stomach. And I think I think it is a little bit of depression and mental health because I think after that Liverpool game, that took me... I didn't sleep for about two nights after that game, you know. That really affected me losing that Liverpool game. Gary, I took that Gary, really, really bad. That's the last time I celebrated a goal where I really yeah. cheered and I was Richarlison's goal in the end at Anfield. That's the last time I can honestly yeah. remember where I was celebrating a goal like I usually do. Because it was amazing before, Mel, to, to get that, to get what we thought was was an equaliser at Anfield, to score three goals away at Anfield where we know we've won twice in like 35 years. It's a jinx stadium for us. To come back the way that we did in the second half and to get what should have been a draw, but Tottenham just at the last second had to just ruin it again. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get onto it with Lucas Moura, but, you know, it's just fitting really that one, Tottenham blew it in the in the last second and two, Lucas Moura was to blame because it's Tottenham all over. Yeah. You know, he can't just go on a high and say bye to the fans and let's just remember Amsterdam. There has to always be that sort of bitter taste in your mouth because it's Tottenham. Because unfortunately, to a certain extent, we are jinxed. And I've always said this since day one when I've come on the show and long before I was on the show. As a, as a team, unfortunately, we are jinxed. It, it, you know, I'm sure one day that jinx will go. But at the moment, you're seeing it, you know, for all it's worth, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's a killer, but it, it is what it is. We, you know, 
Our club's our club. We're never going to change them. And we've just got to somehow try and get some positives. <laughs> I'm trying, Gary. I'm trying. I know. Um, I know. I'm sorry. We'll talk about, we'll talk about Arnie Slot in uh, just a second. Um, just wanted to get all of your thoughts on, uh, it looks like Pochettino is going to Chelsea. And Spurs come out and said that Nagelsmann is not going to be the next Tottenham Hotspur head coach. Gary, what are your thoughts on that? Are you disappointed that it's not going to be either one of those names? Right. Well, you know me on the whole Poch situation. So I, I, I know how you must be feeling, Chris. I mean, Jesus Christ, that must have really hit you hard. Um, for me, I'm not massively disappointed about the Poch situation because I don't know if he would be the right guy for us. In regards to uh, Nagelsmann, at the time, he was one of the managers that I was hoping we would get. But, you know, the more I think about this now, Chris, you know, it, it probably needs to be, not necessarily Ryan Mason, but it needs to kind of be almost a manager that that's not really um, got that much and done that much. I think we mm. really do need to go back to basics and maybe possibly just start with an up-and-coming manager because we've tried the Mourinho's, we've tried the Conte's, we've tried Poch one time around, would it have been any better the second time around? I don't know, but I don't necessarily think we should have gone for Poch anyway. The Nagelsmann situation is almost going a bit down the Mourinho and Conte road. I think we do kind of need to get a guy in who is a bit underwhelming, who even to the to the point where no one really knows much about him and, and just back him and see how we go for the next few years. Because to be honest, Chris, we, we've tried everything else and we've tried Poch, you know, one one time already and it didn't work. So... For me, I wasn't disappointed about the Poch situation. Am I bothered he's going to Chelsea? Not really. Do I think he's going to win anything at Chelsea? No, I don't think he probably will. But if he does, that probably won't be so much Poch, but it'll because he'll get endless amount of money um, and they've got a bigger squad and, you know, X, Y and Z. So if he does, it would be for those reasons. So I, I, I won't listen to the arguments where people say, oh, look, you know, this player's left Tottenham and he's won a trophy or Poch has gone to Chelsea and won a trophy. That would have happened if he came back to Tottenham. You can't say that because it's a totally different club. It's a totally different backing. So if Poch goes to Chelsea and wins the FA Cup, that doesn't mean he would have come to Tottenham and win the FA Cup. You know, yeah. people may disagree, but that's my opinion. I think in regards to a manager, get someone in we've never heard of and just start from basics. I think, you know, the times for getting the big boys in like Conte and Mourinho... Is, is over, mate, if I'm honest. <laughs> Josh, no Pochettino, no Nagelsmann. Are you disappointed? Yeah, I am disappointed about Poch, especially with him going to Chelsea. That is that is a betrayal in my eyes. Yeah. Not Sol Campbell levels, as I think a lot of Tottenham fans agree it's not as bad as Sol Campbell going to Arsenal. But it's just, it ruins that whole incredible connection that the fans had with Poch. And that just that feeling, that warm feeling, that that proper like Tottenham family, like it's just like a, it was a family, wasn't it? I think Pochettino yeah. himself actually described it as a family, and it's just it's ruined it. It's it, he's cheating on us. It just it's it feels painful. It feels like we're being cheated on. But at the end of the day, I, I read your tweet today, Chris, about this uh, this Dutch guy, this schlot guy, and I totally agreed with what you said at the end of your tweet which said it doesn't really matter who we get in, if it's Pochettino, Nangelsman, Slot, whoever. At the end of the day, the problems at this club lie too deep. And yeah. they lie at the top. And it doesn't matter who you get in, if it's anyone. It could be Ryan Mason, it could be anyone. They're going to be faced with the same issues that Pochettino faced, that Mourinho faced, yeah. that everyone's faced at this club. At the end of the day, I don't think we're going to get anywhere until 
the lot who own us, Enoch and, and, and Daniel Levy, have actually left the club. And at the and end of the day, sure. in, football, in football, money talks. And look at Man United. They're probably going to get bought by the Qataris for £5 billion, And they're just going to have all the money. Look at Chelsea. Yeah, they may be in a mess, but they've got infinite money and we just cannot compete. Yeah, Newcastle. We're not going to compete. It's becoming, football is becoming a game of chess between states. States own the all big, big corporations and states own these football clubs. And we are going to get left behind, unfortunately. And not signing, we're seeing the impact of not signing anyone. Years and years ago under Pochettino, we still feel that impact, I feel, um, as a club where we didn't sign anyone for like, was it two or three windows? Something absolutely ridiculous. I just feel like everyone, everyone else just goes out, changes their team. Look at our side, like that. We really need to sort out the the kind of foundations of the side. And I feel that this yeah. summer, I think big big changes are coming. I feel like Larice is going to move on from what I've read. Mm-hmm. You've got questions on Kane. I mean, our squad is aging. These these core players, Kane and Son, are getting on a bit, and yeah. we're going to have to think about replacing them. And when you look at these other teams, they've transformed so dramatically. Like, look at Arsenal, for example, have completely transformed. Chelsea, completely transformed. We've got to start doing that. We've got to have a clear out this summer, a proper clear out. Yeah. yeah. But I just worry, Chris, because we just know what we're going to get with Daniel Levy and we know what yeah. we're going to get with the current... We're, there's not going to be a massive change, unfortunately. We are having a Nuno 2.0 here. We haven't got a manager in, I think, is it nearly 60 days? Where's 53. the quick reaction, Chris? Where's the quick reaction? You sack Conte and then you bring in another manager quick. You don't just put in his yeah. number two and that goes to pot as well. <laughs> it's from this Fellini to, to well, um, Mason again. Oh, it's terrible yeah. management from the top, honestly. It's, it's so it's predictable though, isn't it, Josh? So if, if this was a big... The guy would get sacked straight away. The, the CEO, he'd be gone. If Elon Musk owned this club, the CEO would have got sacked straight yeah, away. Could you imagine it's, it? It's disgraceful, honestly. And it oh, just gets me wound up, Chris. Yeah. Well, it took 72 days to appoint Nuno Espirito Santo. We've taken 53 days so far. Uh, so we've got 19 days left before we break that record. <laughs> um, Melvin, um, your thoughts? No Pochettino, no Nagelsmann. Are you disappointed? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a complicated thing, this manager thing, because we had Jose Mourinho and we've had Antonio Conte, which are two very big names. And I think they are both elite managers. So you have to really deep, dig deep and think what made us successful previously. Why the two elite managers that know how to win and know how to get things over the line, why didn't it work with us? And I just... It's just, I think, if we get a new manager, Daniel Levy is going to give him the same priorities. Get into the top four this season. And that's the problem. That's our goal every single season. And it shouldn't be. The goal should be create a squad, create a team, build a squad that will win the league in four years. And then grow from there. And it just, I think the priorities of this football club are completely wrong. And and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like that. And I think... At the head of our club, if you, uh, it's no secret that I watch AC Milan a lot because of my girlfriend, and and they were absolutely horrible four or five years ago. They were finishing tenth. AC Milan, giant football club, and they have since then they recruited Paolo Maldini as their director of football, someone who was probably the best defender 
to ever grace Europe. And he's won Champions Leagues and leagues. And his grandfather and his father played for AC Milan. And they know what it means to, to lead a team and to, to win. They know what it means. And, and, and I just feel at our football club, we used to, that used to be in our DNA, to win trophies, to win things. And it just seems we've lost it. We've lost what, whatever that is. It just seems our football club doesn't have people that breathe winning, you know, like Jose did. Jose breathes winning. He knows what you have to do. And it just seems it doesn't, it doesn't matter which manager comes in unless that type of thing changes within, that culture changes within the football club. It has to. And if it's it has, answer, to, it has, it has to. to. It has to. Yes. It has to be this time. But is it? But what's the solution? Is it Levy simply steps down? Do we need a director of football that's experienced in these sort of things? Do we need someone who's who's going to make you know decisions that are tough? For example, you know when we had to get rid of players that I respect and like. For example, Eric Dyer, Harry Winks, these guys. Every single Spurs fan can tell you every single problem at this club. I think we all are so knowledgeable and know so much about the club. We know where the problems are. Every single Spurs fan you speak to or an I speak to, they, everyone points out the same 20 mistakes, the same problems. Yeah. Everyone says the same thing. We all know where the problems are. It just seems that at board level, they 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 look at things through glasses that 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 don't see the problems like we do and it, it just yeah. it just sometimes it just sometimes it feels we're we're not on the same page and i think since we left white hart lane i think our priorities have shifted a little bit i think we got distracted by the new stadium by by the concerts by f1 i mean brilliant for generating revenue i mean brilliant and 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 i think we saw the benefits of that because in january we got our first target you know pedro poro we wanted him the fan base wanted him and we got him over the line i mean we can see now a bit of the financial power you know danny levy flexed it a little bit i mean he signed a 45 million pound player in january and we've never seen that but it needs to be smarter recruitment it needs to be footballing decisions we need to be at our core a football based club this needs to be this is all about football. It's all about, you know, to dare is to do. And it's not, we've been distracted the last couple of years. We've taken our eye for half a second mm. off what's really important. And we've drifted miles off the target. I mean, I feel, I feel we're worse. We have a worse squad. Yes, we have Hurricane and so on. But it's like we're back to, I don't know, Martin Yol era or, or early Harry Redknapp. Or it's like, We've made so much progress over the year and, and over the years with 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 a less budget, buying young, promising talent, you know, fast, pacey wingers and, and English and young English talent. And now it just seems we lost we lost our core. We lost what made us great. We lost what made us spares, what made us Tottenham, you know, that free flowing football, that energetic. We we lost that a little bit. You know, the DNA, we lost it. It just seems that you know, we like I said, we we lost we lost track of what made <clears> us great, and now we need to go back to it. And if it's this young young Dutch manager, I'm I'm all for it. I will back anyone that will sit in that seat. I will I will always support him hundred percent. Like I supported Jose, Conte, and Nuno. I support I support them all. And until they're sacked, 
I, I will always back the manager. Now, let's get to know Arnie Slot, of course, uh, the fine old manager. Um, now, lots of reports out in the last 24 hours stating that Spurs are now front runners to sign Arnie Slot from Feyenoord. Um, he is known as a head coach who wants to entertain and provide attractive football. He uses a 4-2-3-1 system or a 4-3-3 or, or setup. Um, he has just won the Dutch League. He's 44 years old. He was linked with Leeds United back in February. Reports uh, state that he turned them down. He retired from football himself from his playing days in 2013. He then moved into a youth role. He became the boss of AZ um, in 2019 after being their assistant. Um, AZ finished fourth um, at the end of the 2018-2019 season, which was his first in charge there. During that season, his side beat PSV and Feyenoord and done the double uh, home and away over Ajax. The pandemic hit in March 2020. AZ were uh, second in the league table, uh, second to Ajax, only on goal difference, which was seen as a, a credible, incredible achievement uh, from him and the side. In December 2020, he was sacked by AZ. He took the Feyenoord job at the start of the 2021-2022 season. He led Feyenoord last season to third in the table, 12 points uh, off Ajax and a place in the Europa Conference League final. Of course, Jose Mourinho's Roma beat them in the final. So in his first season at Feyenoord, third in the table and a Europa Conference League uh, final spot. Um, a number of key players of Feyenoord left the club, but... Uh, remarkably, they went on to win the league this season, scoring 78 goals in the league, conceding just 28. So two seasons at Feyenoord so far. In his first season, finished third. In his second season, finished first. Now, lots of people are raving about Arnie Slot right now. His win percentage at Feyenoord in all competitions is 64.95%. Gary, what are your thoughts on Arnie Slot? Well, I'll say, first of all, I'm glad you gave that intro because I know absolutely nothing about him. But now, thanks to you, Chris, I know quite a lot about him. But I'll be completely honest with you. we I wanted from the start, uh, I wanted Conte in. And when we got Conte, I was absolutely buzzing. And before Conte, when we had Jose Mourinho in, I was buzzing. They are big managers. And I thought, to myself, do you know what? We've got Jose Mourinho, man. He's a serial winner. Uh, winner. And then we got Conte, and I was like, you know what? All right, things didn't go right with Mourinho. He got sat the week before the final. He probably would have won as it. Uh, but we got Conte now, so we'll, we'll do it. You know, proven manager, won everything, highest level, and we won nothing. So the fact that I don't know much about this manager, and the fact that he hasn't achieved amazing, great things like the Premier League and the Champions League, is probably perfect for Tottenham right now. That's probably exactly what we need is a manager that's probably a bit underwhelming, um, doesn't really get you excited, doesn't have the name and the label like Conte Marino has, but guess what? That's probably what we need. That is probably exactly what we need, mate. And, and I think, listen, I particularly don't want to keep Ryan Mason, but even if they said we're giving the job to Ryan Mason, that would probably make more sense now than bringing in another big manager because it's just going to fail. And with a, with a very big name manager, what's he going to be there for? 18 months? Two years max, he's gone. Bring in someone like him and maybe we might get three, four years out of him and get a chance to build and regroup and start and try and go. I mean, you know, look, four or five years when winning the Premier League. I mean, I don't think we'll ever win the Premier League while I'm alive, but at least start going for some trophies, you know, at least at least start going for the Carabao Cup. 
the FA Cup. It's been, what, 32 years since we won the FA Cup. It's ridiculous. 32 years today or yesterday, I think it was. I mean, that's just right. silly, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So let's start from there and then let's get back into the Europa League if we don't do it this season and try and go for the Europa League. Because let's be honest, I've seen a lot of Spurs fans over Twitter and social media and a lot of them, I think, are a little bit too entitled. They seem to think our level is Champions League and we're too good for the Europa and we're too good for the Europa Conference. Let me just break it to you, boys. We're not. We're not too good for them competitions because if we were, we would have won them. So let's start with a basic manager and start in the basic trophies and start in the basic tournaments and start from the beginning and let's just see where we go. Because that's what we need to do. There's no point going into the Champions League anyway. We're not going to do anything in it. And people say, oh, but you attract the players. Some of the best players we've got was when we was outside the Champions League. So I'm not listening to that nonsense either. So it's all like, it's all ifs and buts. Do you know what I mean? So get a, a low-key manager in and start from the beginning and let's go for it. Unless win I'll the come, FA Cup. I'll come back to you on the uh, on the Cups, Gary, because we will yeah. definitely be talking about um, Cup competitions. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts on Arnie Slot? Yeah, I didn't know anything and really until you just gave all those facts and I saw yeah. your tweet earlier, like, no, like well, Gary said. But I was aware that he, he just lifted a trophy. So I don't know if he's a perfect fit for us because uh, we seem to be allergic to them. Uh, but he, he looks like he plays attacking football. And that's all I want in a manager. Like, like I'm just, I just want to watch Tottenham play attacking, exciting football with young, young players, lots of pace, lots of attacking intent. Not any more yeah. boring defensive football. I just can't bear it. It's, it's, no. I was going to ask you, you three guys, when you watch Tottenham, do you actually enjoy it anymore? No. It's so sad to ask, but do you actually enjoy it? No. Do you know what? There's only been, if I count on one hand, the games I've enjoyed watching us this season. I think it was uh, against Leicester, I think it was. when Was that when we went behind and Son got a hat-trick? We come back and won... Yeah, yeah two. Six, I, two. I, I, Yeah. There was that. Um, the Man City goal when Harry yeah. Kane got the record. See, um, you're, you're, you're doing exactly what I would do, Gary. You're not choosing games. You're choosing moments. Moments. Yeah, and Leeds, when we came back from behind and beat Leeds. You know, the 4-3, whatever it was. Yeah. And that's it. Bournemouth away. As yeah, a result, away. Chelsea was good for a result, but again, the game was rubbish. And Josh, you know, now you say it, actually, when I think about it, what game have we played attacking, free-flowing, enjoyable football? I, I think maybe a part of the second half against Leicester when Son came on as a substitute. And I don't know anything else, any other games. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's that's the that's it's that's, terrible. It's that's, it's heartbreaking. I, honestly, I I just can't fathom it because I used to look forward to watching our football club so much. I'm yeah. sure we all did. You see the game coming like, oh, come on, like, I'm, I just want to sit down and watch the game. Now I'm just like, oh my god, like not another absolute. I'm not even going to say the word. Not another mess. Yeah. Um. But that's that's what we need a manager. To fix that, we need a manager to, to let us fans fall in love with our football club again. You know what, though? You're, you're right, Josh, because the more you say that, the more I think I can remember being at the West Ham game and we won, but I left there disappointed. Yeah. Because the football was awful. And that, so you've you got to even think some of the games that we've won, our football has been absolutely awful in it, even though we've won. I agree. You know, I... if anything, if we would have got a draw against Liverpool at Anfield, that probably would have been one of our best games and our best second halves. But we lost it. But 
But if we had held on and got a draw, that would have been quite a good game because we created a lot of chances. Hit the post a couple of times, crossbar, one off the line. We actually played good football there, but that amounts to nothing anyway because we lost. <laughs> Josh, let me come back to you. Would you be happy if Spurs announced Arnie Slot as the next head coach? Would you be happy? Because I think the feeling amongst a lot of the fans, you know, particularly when uh, we, we, we found out that Pochettino is off to Chelsea and Nagelsmann is not going to be the next Spurs manager, a lot of fans were, were like, well, who on earth is it going to be then? You know, any, anyone else will seem underwhelming. Would this be an underwhelming appointment for you or would you be excited by it, particularly what he's done at Feyenoord in these last two years? Well, oh, it's a tough question because... I, I don't know what I'd feel like, to be fair. I don't think, my, my honest answer, Chris, is that I wouldn't feel anything until yeah. I've seen what he's capable of. And if he can kind of get the squad together, start getting a bit of a connection with the fans, then I start getting excited. Because I think it's, you've got to see what a manager can do. Because he could, I think there was someone in the comment section, he could be like another Frank De Boer. And he could come in, it could be a disaster. And because the Dutch league, it is important to actually say, the Dutch league is quite weak. And it's, it's very different, it's, yeah. It's very yeah. different. The football they play, I've got a couple of the young lads out there, like where I had friends at school, and they go out there on football trips and they get demolished by these these Dutch kids because they play completely different type of football out there. It's completely different. So we can't it's hard to evaluate and compare the Premier League and the I think it's the Era de Vies. It's it's very difficult. So you don't know if he's gonna actually work out. Quite a few Dutch managers haven't worked out in the Prem. And actually, I'm not convinced on um, Ten Hag at Man United. They were going on about him saying he's this new wonderful manager, but I don't think he's all that. And he obviously well, came from Ajax and he managed that game that Lucas Moura completely demolished Ajax yeah. in. He didn't look he's... good when they went up to Liverpool, did he? The no, thing I is, mean... though, the thing is, he, he's in the FA Cup final. He's yeah. got a Carabao Cup in the, in the bag already. And they're going to finish top four. That is progression. It is, yeah. yeah. But they got absolutely humiliated at Anfield. I'm just not convinced. I, I, I worry. That's the that's a worry as a fan. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a worry. Will he fit? Will this slot guy fit at Spurs? Will the football that he wants to play fit in the Premier League? It's it's a difficult one, isn't it? And like we said, mm-hmm. Daniel Levy kind of sold sold his soul a bit for trophies by getting Mourinho and Conte in, throwing getting rid of Poch and our whole philosophy of attacking football. Although it went wrong, we had that philosophy, didn't we, of attacking football, high press, young players kind of coming through. And it's just been completely turned on its head with Conte and Mourinho. We've just brought in serial winners, trying to trying to win, bringing in people like Perisic, and it hasn't worked. And I feel like doing that in the in the process, we've lost our identity as a football club. We've lost the fans. We've lost our way. I totally agree with what you said, Gary, mate. We need to go back to basics, start yeah. tr- playing proper attacking football again. And what? And then you can start rebuilding the trust with the fans. Mm. And that's another massive, it's a massive part of our, I feel like we're completely disconnected from this football club. And yeah. things aren't going to start going right until the fans get behind the team. Yeah. And although you can chant and you can, they, you can go to the stadium it's, it's still not. It's still not no. right. It's something still like you said, Gary. It's, it's not. There's something seriously wrong at our football club. Yeah, it's terrible. But Chris, you know, you say underwhelming, but like, listen, we've had Mourinho, Conte, Poch has gone to Chelsea. Whatever manager we bring in is going to be underwhelming now. But maybe that's what we need. 
maybe we need underwhelming. You know, no mm. Tottenham fan's going to be happy with what manager comes in now because we've had two of the best world-class managers in the world and Poch has sold his soul and gone to Chelsea. So, yes, it's going to be underwhelming, but that might just surprise us. You know, mm. that who, might be what we need. Who out there, Gary, available would excite you? I don't think there is anyone. Um, I mean, the only guy I was, was, was thinking or would be a good fit for Tottenham was Vincent Company, but he's just signed a new deal. So he's yeah. not coming there, but there isn't anyone else. Nagelsmann I wasn't excited about. Um, Brendan Rodgers I wouldn't be excited about. Um, you know, Poch I wasn't even, you know, I know the Tottenham fans are very split with Poch coming back and stuff, but I wasn't one of the fans that wanted him back. So I wouldn't have been excited about that. So I think the only excitement I've had with, with managers was, yes, when we had Poch, not excited when Poch turned up. Let's not forget, you know, when he turned up from Southampton, no one was really that excited with Poch. But look what he what he achieved in the years he was with us. I was very excited with, with Mourinho and I was absolutely bouncing off the walls with uh, with Conte because I, I generally did think stupidly if we got Conte in, that would be the change for everything and we would start winning stuff, you know. It didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yes, he did get us top four, which he was brought in to do, so you can't knock him for that. Um, but look, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but you, you have to look at the, the whole package as well. And like we talk about Enik and Levy and the money going into the club and the players, you know, it doesn't matter what manager you bring in. There's only so much you can do with the likes of Eric Dyer, you know, and players like Winks coming back, you know, we're, no manager you bring in is going to make them good. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mel- Melvin, let's get your thoughts on, on Arnie Slot. Would he excite you? Is he the, uh, the next manager to come to Tottenham? Do you think? Um, I think, you know, we like Gary said, we were so excited for Conte and Jose. And it's like, all of a sudden, I think this is what we need. A manager that goes a bit under the radar. Not quite the Nuno type manager, but this guy seems young and, 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 and exciting. And he's he's quite similar to the Ten Hag mold that where he's a bit unpredictable and, and people don't know his style very well. And he's gonna come into. He could come into the Premier League, and 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 people have to be like, oh, we don't know what systems and tricks he has under his belt. So, in a way, I think it'd be a good a good signing for us, and we need someone who who's gonna come in and 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 coach. Be, I think the 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 core thing about this the whoever comes in, he needs to try obviously to develop. The players that we t- that we have, because I think Levy is go- always going to be Levy. He's not going to give him 300, 400 million to spend. He's going to need to he's he's going to need to also bring some of the youth through. And I'm yeah. sick of seeing you know some of our best players, some of our best you know you um, under 21s, under 20, not renewing contracts, leaving on freeze. I'm sick of seeing these things. And in the last four or five years, we've missed out on really good players that could have could have made their way to the first team. You know that boy that went to to Blackburn. Um, I forgot his name. Yeah, Mark and, and uh, the, yeah, yeah, Mark and Day, and 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 the boy that went to Sporting um, that played against us, Edwards. Marcus Edwards. Marcus Edwards. They, the the player that's now at Chelsea. I believe he was in our academy, right? Lonnie, they bought him this season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How many? Yeah, how many? Right, you know, how many? How many of our boys that could have made it into the first team are going to yeah, leave? Good point. Please, you know, I think. Do, do, I think this. Do you all... know why that? Do you know why that is, though, Melvin? Because that's happened ever since Pochettino left. 
they didn't feel that Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte were going to give them chances in the first team. So they wanted to get first team football elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but these these boys could have gotten, you know, a contract before they left and, and sent out sent out on loan to a club that would have developed them that where they got minutes. I mean, I think this I think the time we had when, when Sherwood was there and he was sending out Danny Lo Danny Rose on loan, Kyle Walker. And uh, they were being developed and coming back ready for the for, for, for the first team. And and even under him, you know, he brought through Harry Kane and then eventually Ryan Mason and and people from the from the academy, you know, there was a path to the first team. You could see a path and, and they were given a chance. And under Pochettino, if you trained hard and you played and you and you gave everything, you will be given a chance. And I wanna see that whoever comes in. I want to see that mentality where mm. if you give it all in your training and and, 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 and and you die for the shirt, you absolutely do everything for the shirt, you, you will get a chance. And I don't want, I, I want that kind of manager. Like we have Jet Spence who, 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 who were so excited. And I think he came into the club and he, he was a bright spark for the future. And, and, and Conte completely demolished the boy and 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 whatever excitement and and and, and fire and desire was burning inside him conte completely you know he completely took that flame apart and 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 in football he was he was so confident coming in and he thought he could really fight for his place yeah. and and i want to see the next mm -hmm. manager and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Play these kids and give them a chance and, and, and give them real minutes. Because I because like I said, we don't I don't wanna don't want a manager to come in and think priority is making the top four because we will make sacrifices that will hurt us in the long run. Yeah, like I we saw and like we saw in the last couple of seasons, I don't mind finishing next season fifth, but really, really, you know, fortifying and, and being a solid team and having having 15 clean sheets and 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 playing some of the kids, playing Jet Spence. I rather see Jet Spence struggle and knowing he has a future with spares yeah. than seeing Emerson struggle, you know what I mean? And and knowing that he might not have a future. Yes, he had a really good second half to the season and and i just think i just think these kind of managers i have more patience towards like if if arnie slot comes in and and we struggle a little bit but you can see a vision you can see where you're going you can see his philosophy being yeah. implant 
being you know put down on the team and and you can see this is our formation this is our style and the next season you think oh we could really do with a player here a player there and and grow and expand on that further and 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 I, and I don't want to say two year contracts i don't want to say a year and a half contract with an option for a third i want to say a five year deal and actually pull through with these five years and back yeah. him and give him the time i don't want to see two year deals or three year deals i want to see five years and 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 that's it and don't sack him give him the time and back mm. him like they like arsenal in a way i don't want to mention them but like they no, did with true, though, yeah. yeah yeah listen you know, they, they, have, they all wanted him out last have, season and the season before didn't they but they stuck with him you know and look what's have, happened have gary have a game plan have a plan yeah. and execute it i it just feels Chris, you used to say these things. You had this abbreviation, pods, you know, direction, and, and all of that. We didn't have any of that. We yeah. had, we had sort of a plan, and the plan was always get top four, get top four, and that doesn't work in the football. The thing it's is, is not... the, as, as much as we loved Conte, and you know, people were mixed with Mourinho. They felt like they were bigger than the than the club and the players. And if you bring in that sort of you know up and coming manager, the, the underwhelming manager, that's not going to get us all excited. There's more chance of what you said, uh, Melv. He will play the younger kids, you know. He'll rotate. He'll put out a yeah. decent team in the Carabao. He'll focus on the FA Cup because he'll want to get a trophy like that. Because if he's not won the big Premier Leagues and stuff, he'll want to try and win a Carabao Cup or win an FA Cup. And he might look at it for what it is and, and look and say, do you know what? I'm not going to win the Premier League with this team, not for at least four or five years if I'm backed and if I build the team. But in the meantime, I'm going to try and go for the Carabao Cup. I'm going to try and go for the FA Cup. Unfortunately, when you get the manager in as big as he was like Conte, you see what happens. You know, he got us top four. It was amazing, great, brilliant. But come the next season, when things weren't going right, we went out to Carabao and the FA Cup and stuff, and full spot was looking a bit on the cars. Off he went. That was it. He was gone, mate. He got a um, whatever it was, flight. He didn't even go luxury. He got one of them cheap with air flights out of the country. Bomb, off he went. Do you know he's well, the absolute opposite of what everything you've just described, Melvin and Gary, is... Deserby at Brighton. Deserby yeah. at Brighton is Pochettino at Tottenham. And yeah. that whole, everything you've just, just described about young players coming through, yeah. you've got the recruitment of these young lads and they come through yeah. and they get minutes. And some of them are like, really, there's this Encisco, en I think his name is. He's a young lad and he gets yeah. a lot of minutes and he's got goals. And, and yeah. that's what we were built off. That's what, look yeah. at that Deli Alley. We signed Deli Alley from Milton Keynes from MK yeah, Bonds. And he came straight in our team and absolutely had a fantastic look. Yeah. At, look at, just look what he, he did. No way that happens now. And no that's way. what frustrated me this season. Like, you know, I love Son to bits, but listen, look, at times he just needed to be dropped. Drop him. He needs to be dropped for God's sake. And you're playing him week in, week out, week in, week out. And he's not performing. It was just getting ridiculous, you know? And we had no up and coming players to bring in. And, and, they, and even if there was, they weren't going to play him. And that was the problem. There was no, you know, other way there was no second thoughts it was just like we're starting with Son every week every game we're starting with Son and another bad game he has and then the next game it's the same it's the same and the only time we seem to get it right with Son is when we sub him and bring him on for a sub we, the next week we start him again and I'm thinking well it worked when we had him as a sub why didn't you continue to do that mm. yes I don't know it's frustrating Gary yeah. Gary this evening West Ham United have made it into the Europa Conference League final yeah now, we can finish as high as sixth in the Premier League table in the Europa, uh, Europa League spot 
Seventh in the Europa Conference League spot. Uh, eighth, ninth or even tenth to have no European football at all. Now, Melvin rightly said that um, it would be nice for the next manager to play uh, a lot of the youngsters. Now, yeah. when do these youngsters get the opportunity if we're not in a European competition? That is why. That is one of the big reasons why yeah. I can't understand uh, a lot of Spurs fans saying that we don't want any European football. I get all of this reset stuff. Yeah. Um, but Chris, Chris like if, you remember, yeah, if you remember Harry Kane when he was being played in the beginning yeah. by Poch, he was being played yeah. in the Europa League. And Absolutely. He, and he got really good. And Andros Townsend and these type of players. Like, if you think... We're going to be getting, we have Mat, Mat, Mata, Papasar, this midfielder, and Destiny Yudoji, who's quite young. These, yeah. these are really good games for them to start. You know, even Oliver Skip, I really hope, I like Oliver Skip, but he's not the first name on the team sheet. And, and these are the games for them to play, these 20-year-olds, you know, 19-year-olds. Give them 90 minutes. Even like Jeff Spence. Marcus even Rashford came Spence. through, didn't he? Yeah. However, however, when you see what, when you see Melvin, what West Ham have done this season to 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 get into the Europa Conference League final, that is an incredible achievement. And I tell you what, um, you know, Gary and I went to to Ren and back, twenty five hour yeah. round trip to to go to that game. Yeah. Um, and you know, went to all the away games in the Europa Conference League, didn't see a win. I was very very disappointed on how yeah. we approached that competition, and I completely agree with what Gary said earlier. I think that we are very snobby about some of these competitions because yeah. because we, we've been in a Champions League final four years ago and it gutted mm. me last night to see the way that Manchester City performed. Uh, yeah. Their fans, I remember, you know, four years ago, we, we were like that. We felt yeah. that, you know, that, that special, special night, Lucas Moura scoring that hat-trick yeah. and going to the Champions League final. Those days seem to be a million miles away at the moment. But, um, let me ask you all the direct question. Um Gary, Europa League, Europa Conference League or no European football? What would you prefer? Uh, I mean, out of all of them, Europa League, obviously. Um, if we couldn't get that, I'd take the Europa Conference League. But I will say, you know, it will annoy me if West Ham win it because I'd, I'd like to win Europa, Europa Conference League. Like I said to you, Chris, when we were doing all those journeys and we were going Amsterdam and we were going France and everything else, it's still a European trophy. I just think they need to change the name of it. Europa Conference just doesn't sound good, Conference. But the fact that, you know, it's a European trophy for me would be good enough for us to go for and win it. But it's going to almost annoy me if West Ham win it this year and then we fall into that and then win it the next year. It's like West Ham have won it before us. That will take a bit of the goodness away from it. Just my opinion. But out of all of them, I'd rather be in the Europa and go for it. If we can't get in that into the Europa Conference and if we can't do that, reset and then completely go for the Caravan FA Cup. But Chris... This is the problem with Tottenham fans. Not all of them, but some of them. They think we are too good for the Europa Conference and the Europa. And the last time I looked around, I don't think we are too good for them. So, you know, West Ham's got into the final, albeit we got thrown out of it when we shouldn't. But we've never won the Europa. Europa. We've never won the Champions League. And we've never won Europa Conference League. So, as far as I'm concerned, any of them competitions are our level at the moment. Some could even argue they're above our level. Well, even Harry Kane in the last couple of days come out and said, if we do go into the Europa Conference, then perhaps this will be the opportunity to try and put, uh, you know, not winning a trophy for 15 years to bed. You know, when you've got okay. someone like Harry Kane coming out and saying that. Yeah. But that for is... me, Chris, I, I would be more than happy we've won it, but I will say wholeheartedly on here, 
I wouldn't enjoy winning it as much if West Ham win it this year. So let's hope West Ham don't win it. And then if we fall into it next season, then by all means, let's win it. But for me, if West Ham win it before we do, that will take a bit of the goodness away from me. Just me personally. You know, just me personally. But listen, look, Chelsea's won the Europa Cup and all that. Would I say no to Europa? Of course I wouldn't. But Europa Conference is a new type thing. And really, I felt that should have been a trophy that we really did win. Because look, you know, people say this about the Carabao Cup, but what does winning do? Winning trophies. It just yeah. brings down a, a winning mentality. You know, you yeah. win the Europa Conference, then that sets you up for the Europa. You win the Carabao, that sets you up for the FA Cup. I mean, how on earth can you be a Tottenham fan and say, well, I don't want to be in that Europa Conference and I don't want to go for Europa League. It's Champions League or nothing. I mean, yeah, we was in the Champions League four years ago. All right, we lost it. You know, listen, we wouldn't be sitting here now probably talking about the Europa Conference League. We would have a right to be snobby if we had won it. Let, 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 let me just say, Gary, uh, last year, Roma, uh, Europa Conference League winners. Yeah. This year... I was about to they, say, I was about to they say that. They deceived in Jose Mourinho just got them into the Europa League final. There you final, go. Yeah. We well, sat well, didn't didn't we? You know, I didn't even think about that, but that, that proves it, doesn't it? That, that proves it. You know, so listen, that's why, you know, when we got into that Carabao Cup last year, I was praying and begging we won that because I did honestly think if we won that Carabao Cup, it would just put it to bed. And then from there, the confidence that would come through the team, mm -hmm. the players, the management, the fans and everything, we would believe again and think, well, we've won the Carabao Cup. We can win the Europa. We can win the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? You have to start from there. Listen, it would have yeah. been, been a fairy tale if we'd have won the Champions League. But let's make no mistakes, you know. We'll get on to Lucas Moura later. But... You know, it was amazing we got to the final, but, you know, it was dreamland if we'd have won that, you know, and we didn't. And I think it's going to be quite a while until we get to another Champions League final. And that's just me being honest. I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see it in the next few years, if I'm honest with you. It's that's just being honest. Josh, are you snobby about the Europa Conference League? I'm going to... I'm going to posit a dodgy opinion. I don't want any European football. I, I genuinely don't think we deserve it. And I know you just said that you don't agree with it and you think that the youth deserve a, a chance to play and it'll give us an opportunity and a platform to play the youth. I don't, I just don't want to. I just don't think we deserve it. I think it's you know what, Josh? They could, the youth could do that in the early rounds of the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. True. Yeah, but... Hold on, Josh. Let me ask you. If we don't get any European football whatsoever... Yeah. Does Harry Kane stay at the club next season? Another one. I think I, this is a horrible opinion of mine, but I was saying to my friends, I think he'd be an absolute mug to stay at Tottenham. And I think we might even be making a bit of a error, like a bit of an error, keep, even keeping. I don't see us winning a trophy next year, and I know it's horrible, but we've talked about it. Our best chance at winning trophies was years ago under Poch, and we just couldn't do it. Now we're in a way worse place than we than we were then. And I see if I think we should actually. I know it's controversial, but I actually think we should cash in on Kane before we let him go on a free. Yeah. Because I just can't. We can't let Harry Kane go on a, on a free. I just think that's insane. Honestly, I I, I think we. I don't know. Why? I just don't why? Think it's a it didn't great cost idea. anything. It didn't True, cost anything. Why not? Because we need. I think we have, we just can't compete. I think we need the, the money personally. I think we could probably sign a few players that could. But Josh, Josh, surely, surely, Josh, he's he's not going to leave this at the end of the season after doing that interview, is he? 
I don't know. I, well, it's either he goes this summer or he goes on a but free. But is he going to go after doing them interviews and talking about, you know, the direction of the club and going forward? I mean, why would he do them interviews? I don't know. Well, they're, they're professionals, aren't they? They'll be told yeah. to do but what I they're, get, they're I get the interview, you know, with Gary Neville on the golf course and saying, oh, wow, we'd love to play with De Bruyne and what a great pass with the ball he is, you know. So I get it. He was flirting with going to Man City. I totally understand mm. that. But that interview he just did... It's all about, you know, the, the club progressing. Like, I just think he'd be stupid to do that interview if he was going to leave in the summer. I could be wrong, but I just think it would just be a, a, a stupid move for him to do them interviews. You know what I mean? He, 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 he didn't need to do them, did he? So, I don't know. What do you think, Chris and Melv? What do you reckon? Can I just say that Roma will play Sevilla in the Europa League final? And this evening, Sevilla has have beaten Juventus 2-1. So they, they go through 3-2 on aggregate. Uh, the first goal, the assist was from Eric Lamella. The second <laughs> goal, the second goal, Brian Hill crossed for Eric Lamella to score the winner. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I always like Brian Hill, though. Yeah. I tell you, Gary, we can't keep uh, going off on all of these different directions of this podcast. It's going to be ours. <laughs> well, what do you think, Chris and Melv, just quickly, do you think Kane's going this season or he's staying? What do you reckon? I've gone full circle. I felt that Kane was going to leave. Same. And then after the interviews, um, I thought he was going to stay. Same. But now, oh. um, when I saw his body language at Aston Villa and... He just looks so frustrated. He looks so annoyed. Yeah. I, 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 do you know what? I have no idea what Harry no. Kane is going to do. And what I do think that... I think he'll okay. leave on a free. I think he'll see out his contract next, next and leave on a free. Yeah. Um, so who? And so who? Whoever he wants. Whoever yeah. he wants. And I, I don't think he'll go abroad, will he? Will. I don't think he'll go abroad. He can he? go. He can go. Man, he can't be the record, then can he? Imagine if he goes he to go Chelsea yeah, I imagine that. Yeah, I could see, I could see it happening. But he's, see it he's happening. gonna have and to go. Then, he's gonna have to go Chelsea or Man United. Otherwise, he's not gonna beat the record. You know, you know what I was thinking the other day. I think I was thinking, um, these might be the last games we ever watch Harry Kane play. Yeah. And there's only two left. And and the other day I was thinking, and I'm I'm not really paying attention. And and this might be the last that we see Harry Kane. You know, in a Tottenham shirt. He could be yeah. either sold or next season he could he could leave on a free. And one of the two will happen because I don't see a world where next season he signs an extension. No. Unless unless someone someone has a magic lamp and he's able to show him his future and he's and he and he tells him, Listen, if you say it spares, you're gonna win two trophies yeah. and, and 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 beat and beat and beat the record. You know, unless that somehow happens, I don't think anyone can convince him to I mean, stay no one knows only harry kane and i mean at the end of the day you know all fans from you know tottenham and all rival fans from other clubs all have an opinion and, all, and especially all the other fans from other clubs say oh he's a mug and he's got no ambition and he should leave nobody else but ultimately it's down to harry kane and harry kane yeah. might already know in his mind he's staying at tottenham when he didn't get that move to man city he might already be thinking Do you know what that's it for me now I'm going to stay at Spurs. And if I win some trophies at Spurs, great. And if not, I'll do my best to win it with England. And if I don't, I'll just go for the top goal scorer record. And that's me done. And that might be where he is in his mind. You just don't G know, do you? Gary. G Gary, um, the, the the last thing. I was thinking as well this the other day. Remember our last season at White Hart Lane? And we had this really yeah. good send-off. And we won 
we won most games and 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 it was brilliant and and the yeah. season finished on a high and and it it could be next season you know we owe it to hurricane to to give him a really really good season and if yeah. somehow by some miracle next season we manage you know just don't focus on top four just win a trophy focus a trophy, on the league yeah. cup Folk, focus on the folk focus on the on the uh, conference league or the europa league Anything. try to win or the fa or the fa cup yeah, Any of these four, you know one of these three competitions just focus on them and try yeah. to win it and maybe kane and maybe and, and we can see kane lift the trophy before he leaves yeah you know why not you know hugo's not going to be here make no. kane the club captain make kane no, the club captain like it deserves you, to be. You, you make it sound so easy just win a trophy <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know no, but, he might, but he listen might listen this season you wait know, wait 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 close. wait who did we get eliminated by this season in the in the fa cup sheffield sheffield united, united. i mean if we took that game seriously, we wouldn't have been eliminated. Come that's on. when I was so angry. That's not the first time that's happened, is it? Colchester. Yeah, no, it's been ha it's happened so Lura. many times. And you and you know why? Because Levy says to these guys, to these managers, top four is the priority. You know, he told Jose not to yeah. rest players before the cup final and he sacked him for it. Yeah. He wanted Jose wanted to to to, to rest the players against Southampton and, and, and Levy didn't. You know, it's it's priority. If you tell these managers yeah. you have to win a cup by the end of the season or you're sacked. Carabao you and FA not... Cup is like one or two yeah. million in it. Top four, if you, 80, 100 if we, million. That's the difference. If we prioritise, if we prioritise these things, it, I don't care it about tells it, the don't. manager, the main, the main thing, the, main, the most important thing by the end of the season is that you win a trophy. Yes. Not top four, is that That's you win a trophy. Need, we need to win a bloody we trophy. But it's not the we can we can see by Levy's decisions what he makes yeah, year so after year. He sacks he sacks the manager when not when we were out of the Champions League or we're, when we're out of the FA Cup or when we get eliminated from the League Cup. He sacks them when he sees that we cannot make top four. Yeah, because that's the priority final. Until Melvin, that's until that's Mel changed. Melvin, I mean, very quickly, do you want Europa League football, Europa Conference League, or no European football? No, Europa League or Conference League, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, we 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 won't even buy players next season if we don't have European competition. What we're gonna do with twenty-two players? Simple as yeah. that. We need the squad. You need the big squad. You need to add players. We're not gonna have a twenty-two man squad and only play Premier League and 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 League Cup and 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 FA Cup every now and then. You need you need the Europa League and you need the 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 Conference. I'm not doing a 30-hour round driving trip Europa again, though, in Europa Conference, Chris. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, Chelsea. You get me even more pick and mix than Harabos, <laughs> then. <laughs> Melvin, I just want to stay with you for a minute because uh, lots of reports in the last couple of months have been stating that Spurs uh, are looking to renew Eric Dyer's contract. Um, and reports out today stating that Spurs will... Uh, revisit this in the summer. It's club oh, policy to, to do renewals of contracts in the summer. I know over the years you have been a big Eric Dyer fan. Are you still a big Eric Dyer fan? And should the club be rewarding Eric Dyer with a new contract? I think in the beginning of the season he started really well, and he even scored one. I think one goal. You know when we had this, the set piece. I think against Southampton or something like that. And um, 
he started well. He started well. Even there was reports that he was, you know, doing really good things in training and stuff like that. And um, I, I don't know if you want the long answer or the short answer. I think the short answer would be, does he deserve it? No. Do I want him to get a contract extension? It's not my money, is it? If he's still, if he's not sold next season, maybe a manager comes in and and you know changes things and plays a different formation or or decides to play him in the middle again. Uh, he he could be a decent squad player and and um, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna sell. We're gonna sell him. Or are we gonna get 10, 10 million for him? If we sell him, can we can we? scout a better replacement for Eric Dyer it's, it's like it's you, there's there's different different scenarios where you could see the good and the bad from from a, from from both sides does he deserve what's a the new good contract is he going to get if he got a new contract I don't know. what's the good well the thing wage. is i'm sick of i'm sick of having players where i've seen these guys lose about 80 times i think you know i've seen dyer davis Sanchez, Hoiberg. I've seen these players lose 50 times. I can count all the games that we've lost. And I've seen the same defeat so many times. So many times. The same mistakes. The same mistakes. Yeah. The, the same the same guys. And, yeah. and Dyer has Dyer has had good games. He's had good games where we've beaten Arsenal, we've beaten Chelsea, we've beaten City. But he makes mistakes where where you point at him and it's like there's no one else to blame but you. There's no one else to blame. You made that mistake. And and most most of the times the mistakes happen and they lead to goals. And and it's like I I I can't keep trying to defend you because I respect Eric Dyer. I've seen the the podcast that he did in um the high performance podcast and it was it was great. I, I enjoyed listening to him and he's he's a great person and, and, and I admire him a lot and and I really liked him under how he played under Pochettino, that aggressiveness that he had, and it even won him a couple of England caps. And um, and, and I'm just sick of sometimes defending these players and and thinking that they are better than they actually are. And, and I think his level is more like a West Ham or, or or a Fulham or something like that. He's he's lucky to be at Spurs. I think he's really lucky to be at Spurs. And I don't think he would want to leave because. I know he's not our level, is he? I think most Spurs fans can agree on that. He's not. He's not our level. He's not Jan Vertonghen. He's not Toby. He's not you know Ledley King. He's not the, any of these guys. He oh, doesn't no. deserve to be. He doesn't deserve to be anywhere near their names because he's not an elite defender. And I think sometimes when we had good games, I think Romero covered for him or or Davis covered for mm. him, and, and they yeah. made him look good in certain moments and. Yeah. And again, the other way around, I think sometimes the midfield, you know, Skip and Hoiberg, I think sometimes they made Eric Dyer look bad because sometimes two or three mistakes happen before Eric Dyer makes his mistake. You know what I mean? So there's a couple of mistakes that lead to Eric Dyer making a mistake. Would he, I think start, the though, most... would he start for Brentford, Brighton or Aston Villa? No. No. There you go. That answers yeah. your everyone. That it's very, he's, it's very. Just get rid of him. He's shit. But like it's not a just Dyer. We shouldn't, we shouldn't just single out Dyer and just no, go, oh, just get he's a bogeyman. He, you know, there's been loads of players. Even Hoiberg's not been great. 
He's made loads of mistakes and been a bit side and backwards passes. Let's be honest about it. We are where we are because of a lot of the plays in defence and yeah. midfield. You know, we sure. massively miss Bendekar. That's who, that's who we miss. I think as soon as Bendekar got injured, it made a massive difference. I think Hoiberg, Sanchez, Davis, Dyer, they're all dog shit. Let's not, let's not be around the bush. Let's say what it is. They are crap. And they would get in no <laughs> top six or even top ten team. They're absolute rubbish. You know, Dyer... You know, I can remember Dyer ahead of back he done when we was at home against Liverpool. I can remember Dyer in the Carabao Cup running off because he wanted to have a shit. That's Eric Dyer. <laughs> you know, he's a joke of a player. Let's be honest about it. Get him out of the club, along with bloody Sanchez, along with half the club. This is the problem. If you look at our forward line, if Son's performing or not, we've got a good forward line. We are where we are in the league because we can score goals, but our midfield isn't great and our defence is absolute shit. And that's the reality. Let's be honest about it, you know. And and also on top of our defence, Larice has been crap. You know, listen, fair play to Larice. You know, the first few years with him is great. The last two seasons with Larice, he has been awful, mate. Absolutely awful. And for him to not come out and play the second half against Newcastle, and don't tell me he was injured because that's rubbish as well. He wasn't injured. He had an argument, you know, in the dressing room and said, I'm not coming out the second half. Players like him, Dyer, Davis, Sanchez, all that, we need to get them out of our club. Otherwise, we're going to be going around in circles, you know, and there can't be any sentimental stuff and whatever else. Look, Lucas Mora, again, enough's enough. Off you go. But listen, it, when you talk about statues out of the club, I think he's got as much right to have a statue as what Harry Kane does. He's probably given us our best night of football ever. But Lucas Mora, is shit now. He's shit. Gary, don't hold back at all, will you? I'm sorry, but I just think sometimes you can be almost overprotective of your players because they're your players in your club. And I totally understand it and I totally get it. And they don't have bad game after bad game. But if you look overall of the season, you say, right, let's look at all our players overall this season and who's had a good season and who's had a bad season. I mean, you can count on two or three fingers who's had a good season and on the bad season, it's near enough the whole team, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. Yeah. Now, um, we've got a very polite Sorry. answer from Melvin there. We've got a very direct answer from Josh. Then we just got the brutal answer from Gary. Um, now, what we're here for is we're here to preview the Brentford game. Of course, as I've said, we've got two Premier League games left of this current season. And Spurs are currently in a Europa Conference League spot in seventh. We've played 36, won 17, drawn six, lost 13. We've got a goal difference of plus six. We have 57 points. Now, Newcastle, interestingly, beat Brighton this evening 4-1 at St. James's Park. 4-1. So, Brighton are just above us in the league table. They are in the Europa League spot at the moment in sixth. They've played 35. They've won 17, uh, drawn seven, lost 11. They are just one point ahead of us. They still do have one game in hand. Um, now, the Brentford game on Saturday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they are just behind us uh, in ninth spot, 53 points from 36 games. They do have an outside chance of a European spot. Um, now, going into this game, Josh, let's start with you. Um, their last six results, uh, they lost 2-0 away at Wolves. They drew 1-1 at Aston Villa, um, or against Aston Villa at home, sorry. Um, they won 2-0 away at Chelsea. They then beat Nottingham Forest 2-1 at home uh, and then lost away at Liverpool and most recently beat West Ham 2-0 at home. So their last six games, 
Um, three wins, two defeats, one draw. Um, Ivan Tony's not going to be featuring. He's just been banned by the FA for eight months. How do you see this game going? Oof. I don't know. I, 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 you just don't know what you're going to get with Tottenham anymore. No. I, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's very difficult to actually answer the question of how do you see it's, it's going to go. I mean, we can either turn up or it could just be another Aston Villa performance and another Harry Kane consolation goal. Um, like I said, Brentford seem a little bit inconsistent, but they get they can get the odd decent result against a big team. Beat Chelsea, beat West Ham. They've, they've got it in them to probably nick a result against us. I like Thomas Frank. I think he should be up there with our managers, uh, like looking at managers. I think he's a he's a he looks like a pretty good manager, like Gary was saying. He's got he's got for playing really good football. And that's at the end of the day what we should be looking at. Someone like him, maybe not him specifically, but someone like Thomas Frank. Um if we think about the result, I hope we can turn it around. I hope we we can get a win. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching and hopefully we can actually... I reckon we might be able to nick a 2-1. But you just never know what you're going to get served up these days. It, it does feel, like this is my honest opinion, like these players just want this season to be over. And I think you, it's like you just want the season to be over. And I can't imagine what it's like in the dressing room. It must be very toxic and just frustrating for those lads in the dressing room. But oh, I don't know, we could just get turned over again and... It could be very disappointing, and the the dream of European football and the European Conference League could be could be completely chucked away. Uh, so I don't know. I, it's very difficult to ask because I don't know what type style of football we really play anymore. So I probably well, probably see a Brentford win. To be fair, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned Thomas Frank there because he, uh, including this season, he's been in charge there for four seasons. In his first season, he finished 11th in the Championship. Second season, he finished third in the Championship. Of course, they got promoted to the Premier League. Last season, 13th in the Premier League. And this season, 9th in the Premier League. So he does improve their league yeah. position season on season. Um, Melvin, um, of course, as I've just said, they're, they're not going to be... Um, uh, Ivan Tony won't be travelling to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Saturday. He's been charged by the FA with an alleged... 232 breaches of its gambling laws. And uh, he has 20 goals in 33 Premier League appearances for Brentford this season. He's going to be a massive miss for them, isn't he? Yeah, it's like saying to us, you know, you're going to be playing without Harry Kane. And, um, you know, good luck scoring. <laughs> yeah, um, I think... I think that somehow we'll still manage not to keep a clean sheet. You know, it's just been uh, how many clean sheets we have this season. I think six, seven, eight. You know, last season, I think we had, I think last season we had around 17, 18 clean sheets, something like that. And this season we're nowhere near, nowhere near. And we should be, we should, we sh on, on paper, you know, with Conte, a defensive coach, we should have improved defensively. Under a whole season of coaching and and, and and training under a very very you know tactical coach and, and and defensive coach, we should have improved on last season's tally. And I I think me and you, Chris, we spoke about this. I expected us to concede less goals than last season, and we went just the opposite direction. We conceded 
a lot more goals and and which which in football usually doesn't usually improve on the season you've you just had usually improve and when you add the players which we added you know you you expect us to do better but obviously we've had the injuries and in the world cup and which didn't help and and the you know the losses to the the to the coaching staff and and we've just been such a weird and complicated season and it's just like you never know what to expect and and, and again i try not to think about the last two games of the season because we're capable of winning both like we're still there's still enough quality in the squad where you know we have two world cup winners in the last four four years we have Hugo Lloris who can always perform on the day and 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 Cuti Romero and 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 Son and Kane you know we know we know all of these players can perform on the day and something we didn't mention I mean Besuma came in the other day and and it was like a, a bit of a bright spark and i'm excited to see actually besuma play and i really hope he starts yeah i really really hope he starts and and i think him and hoiberg together i think hoiberg is exhausted to be fair he's yeah. played pretty much every single minute yeah, and since benton and since benton has been injured you know he's pretty much had to carry the team on his back and he's just he's, he's just that he's just not that type of player is he you know yeah. he talks a good yeah. game in, in in the media and says you know he's the viking and all of that but he's not really that kind of player he, he can't really carry us can he like you know like Musa Dembele used to do yeah. Musa Dembele could have carried us on his back and a couple of other players with him yeah I think Spurs would have been a good team with Musa Dembele and me playing alongside of him yeah you know, he's, he's yeah he's just he was just that good and he's and, amazing and made ev- and made average players look good and and, yeah. and i think last season i think last season bentoncourt started to make hoiberg look good he started to yeah. make other and people he just he just started to make everyone look good and, and hoiberg all of a sudden, skip looks crap like it's the yeah, opposite exactly, isn't it he's exactly. not that yeah. type of player we do miss badly we haven't yeah, got no dynamic we've got no dynamism in midfield because he's no. he is a defensive midfielder hoiberg yeah. and that is his game i mean he is like I've got friends who come and they just they, they say he's like the emperor with no clothes. Like he's not who a lot of people give him a lot of credit, but actually when you look at it and you'd analyze his performance, everyone used to slate Harry Winks for it, but all he does is pass sideways and, and backwards. Yeah. Hoiberg. He, it's it's he, it, it's it is a nightmare losing Benton Kerr because he added that dynamism in midfield. Yeah, he was he added that. Mm. Josh, I yeah, tell you Benton what. I think. Uh, sorry, Melvin. I was just going to say. I think it's fair to say that the the game changed for Spurs. I think it was in the 62nd minute on Saturday against Aston Villa, when Kulusevski and Basuma came on. Do you think Ryan Mason will make any changes to the starting eleven going into the Brentford game? He could do. I'm, I'm happy that Basuma's back. I think Basuma yeah. it was very treated poorly under Conte. I just can't. I just don't get it because he was so fantastic at Brighton. Literally one of the best in the Premier League, like taught to be one of the best midfielders in the Premier League at Brighton, and then he just he didn't get a look in, did he? Under Conte, no. it's it's just like Jed Spence as well. I'm not sure about Conte's uh, kind of treatment <laughs> of a lot of our new signings and a lot of our and Dan Juma of our players. It's just shocking. Right? It's just poor. And he's such a he's a talented lad, Misuma, and he's exactly what we need. He's a dynamic midfield player. He's exactly who we need. We don't really want 
someone like Hoiberg playing every single game in there. You know what you're going to get with Hoiberg. Whereas Bissouma, he's got something in his locker that's a bit different, like Moussa Dembele. He was, yeah. He's a ball carrier. He's actually he's actually got some 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 technical ability. Whereas in our team, having players like Dyer and Skip, he's just players with no technical ability, no flair, no skill, no no like a, like skill in them, and we're just not going to turn the ball. We're not going to no. turn over the the, the the It's just not going to work. Like, and that's why Kane drops so deep because he's not only scoring the goals, he's setting them up. I don't know, it's just oh, it just makes me very frustrated. Everything's yeah. just a bit of a, a bit of a mess, isn't it? But hopefully, like you said, Chris, if Basuma can come back and like he the game kind of did change a bit when he came on, hopefully he can be a bit of a bright spot towards this end of the season. Might might get a bit more maybe he might get a bit few mm-hmm. more minutes against against Brentford and, and he can crack on next season in our in our team because he's exactly who we need. Before I ask for score predictions for the Brentford game, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Lucas Moura. Of course, Spurs announced today that he will be leaving the football club at the end of this season. Um, it's probably a very silly question to ask you, or what's your favourite Lucas Moura moment? Um, Gary, let's start with you on this. Um, where were you? Who are you with? How did you feel when Lucas Moura scored the hat-trick? Oh dear, well, I was at home for that. I wasn't lucky enough to be there like you, Chris, but I was at home for that. But the, the funny story with mine was is I was watching it on one of those stream type things that you're not really meant to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was watching it on that um, and it had frozen and stuff. And then my phone was ringing and my friend was ringing me and he's like a massive Sunderland fan. But you know, we've been friends since day one. And he's like, I can't believe he's done it. He's done it, mate, Lucas Moore. And I was like, no. I said, we're out, mate. It's finished. He went, no, he's, he's scored. He's scored. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, like, my, my missus was here, and she's like, what's he on about? And I goes, he's saying something about we've gone through or something. And then she's gone onto Twitter, and look, she's gone, he's saying here we got three, not two. So, anyway, so I've taken it off the, the, the stream I was on, went on Sky Sports News, and there it was, just coming across the bottom in big yellow, breaking news. And, and I just, I, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit it, mate. I was in tears because I just could not believe it. And I don't think I actually went to bed that night. I think I stayed up all night watching it on YouTube, watching it on Sky over and over and mm. over. And I stayed up. I think I eventually fell asleep about 4.35 in the morning, something like that. But I absolutely loved it. When I thought it couldn't get any better from when they disallowed the Sterling hat trick, you know, in the quarters. I mean, that was amazing. Couldn't happen to a better guy than Sterling. Um and for that to then go to the next stage where, you know, we went two down, we went down the way we did and everything else like that. And such a lovely pass over and a little dink from Delhi. And then he just goes through and it was just, it was just absolutely amazing. And, and for that, I will always love Lucas Moore because, you know, they talk about a statue for Harry Kane and, and rightly so. But, you know, if you're going to talk about a statue for Harry Kane, then why not put Lucas Moore in the conversation? Because he's probably given us if not the best night in history, really. Because for me, you know, listen, Chris, I, I absolutely loved winning the Carabao Cup and I loved winning the FA Cup and they are trophies. But in a weird sort of way, that for me felt so much bigger because it was the Champions League semi-final and I know we didn't win the final and everything else, but you can't take anything away from that. The fact that we won the way that we won it, when it didn't look like it could have been topped with Liverpool and then we did. It was just absolutely amazing. And 
I don't think I stopped smiling after that for, well, probably I didn't stop smiling until we lost the Champions League final. Yeah. But do you know what? It was an absolutely amazing thing. And some of those memories that you have with Spurs, those great memories are so few and far between. You know, what have we got? We've got the Gascoigne goal against Arsenal in the semis. We've got, you know, I mean, even winning the FA Cup final 9-1, yeah, it was great, but it was an own goal from Des Walker. So you, you celebrate and you enjoy it, but there's nothing quite been like a hat-trick from Lucas Moura in a semi-final of the Champions League. And for that, I wish him well. You know, I really yeah. do. And listen, look, I don't care. He, he messed up against Liverpool and he messed up uh, the week before getting sent off. But what he did in that semi-final in Amsterdam was absolutely amazing. And I, and I thank him for it because it was brilliant and great memories forever. It's funny, actually. I don't know why I asked a very obvious question, but I asked Lucas Mora, yeah. um, what, was your, what was your favourite goal against Number Ajax? And he, and he said the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I Not know. Yeah. It's um, crazy, isn't it? Josh? It's mental. Josh, where were you and what were you doing? I was at the pub with my dad and a mate and his dad. And we were the only Tottenham fans in the pub. And I was watching it on the TV. And I was oh... It just brings back such amazing feelings and emotions. Yeah. I just remember watching. I remember saying, if we get one, if we get one after half time, I was like, this game is not over at half time when we were three nil down on aggregate. Yeah. I thought I was just I remember saying to my dad, I said, if we get one like Liverpool did, we can do it. And when Lucas Mora got that one goal in like the fifty second minute or so. Was, yeah, yeah. And then he got another one. And I was like, Oh my god, we're we're oh, actually dear. we might and then I just amazing. I remember my dad ended up on the floor at the pub. <laughs> uh, it was. I screamed my lungs off. I think there's a video oh. on my in- Instagram. There's an Instagram video. I, I probably lost my voice. But that feeling, <laughs> that feeling, going into school the next morning, I will never forget. Yes. Oh yes. my god, it was unreal. Every <laughs> single person was like, because it's not many. To- look, every, all the people, all the young lads and stuff. But they're not many Tottenham fans. Few yeah. of us, but not many. But like that, that feeling to be a Tottenham fan and that and to experience that moment was just unreal. Josh, you're making me feel unreal. old. I think on the Monday I was drawing my pension and you're going into school. Yeah, I know that was. I know it's. Cr- I think it was. It was in my last year, but it was <laughs> oh, mental. Man. It was, and, and that's that definitely is the highlight of of my journey with Spurs. Honestly, it's just unreal. I, yeah, I'll never forget that. And I, and like Gary said, I I can never thank Lucas Moore enough. And um, yeah, yeah I've, I've met him as well, Chris, and he's a he's a lovely he's a lovely chap. Um, yeah. You met him as well, Chris, haven't you? One of the nicest people. He's yeah. lovely bloke. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's it's time it is time for him to move on. But yeah, you can thank him for the memories because that was absolutely unreal, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And I don't think I'm Brilliant. not sure that will get topped. You know, no, like, for I a long time. Will that feeling was just unreal, and it's just it's such a shame he didn't start in the in this charity final oh, no. it's unreal I can't believe it don't ruin oh. this conversation <laughs> yeah yeah don't get me started on this one oh, what about God. you Where Melvin? Melvin um at that time I had my TV in my bedroom and I was watching the game there and for the city game when we had that VAR craziness I started oh, hitting yeah. the wardrobe with my hand and actually it was still swollen for the for the IX game <laughs> so when Lucas scored, I just I just started punching this wardrobe in the door, and my hand was still swollen. Oh. And I just 
I couldn't care. I just like I I've never felt anything like that in my life. I just oh. I didn't have control yeah, over no. what I was doing. It was just like it was like an outer body experience where Amazing. you're like yeah. hovering Even over. Even now, it brings tears a bit to like, my eyes talking yeah, about it. You know, it's in, it's it's insane. The moment was insane because yeah. you just you just sometimes I think about it and just smile. Yeah. Just, yeah, and I, and I and I just laugh and and like a dream, isn't it? My girlfriend was there and, and I told her, it's like, what did I do? She's like, you went crazy. You just went insane. You just like, <laughs> it's just like years of pain and, and suffering. Yeah. Just like in that moment, it was like this massive release. And it was like, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But I just want to say this. Um, my, one of my special moments with Lucas was my first game ever at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Chris, I was next to you for that game. And Lucas scored a hat trick. Um, wow. I'm surprised you remember it. Which game was that? Yeah. Huddersfield, right? Oh, yeah. It was five. Yeah. five. yeah. I think we scored five. I guess you don't remember just... that because you got one against Ajax, didn't it? Yeah. No, but it, it was 4 0. Yeah. Was Chris, it four, you, yeah, was, it was you was there, weren't you, Chris? Yeah. I, I think I think Melvin Melvin thought there was five because it was five beers that side and five beers that side. <laughs> yeah. And, and Melvin drunk the lot, so uh, that's why Melvin don't really remember that. Were match. you at the stadium, Chris, when he when he um when when he got the hat trick? Was you there? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, what was it like to be there, Chris? It was, must have been insane. The you're talking about the Ajax game. Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it's a video, no? Yeah. It, incredible. In, in, yeah, incredible. It just, I think I've watched it actually. I've watched it on your YouTube thing, but to actually be there, I mean, like, just describe. Would you say that was one of the the, the 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 most best feelings ever at any game you've ever been to, would you say? Do you know, look, um, goosebumps on my arms now. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, all, all four of us, if you watch this stream back, all four of us did not stop smiling when we were all when, when no, we were all I got, I got about that yeah. coming out of my eyes because it, it will never it will never leave me. And I was only in my front room, you know, and and, and you know, you were there. So I I God, I mean, I think I would have been thrown out. I'd have just been going mental with just it was an incredible day, an incredible night. And, uh, of course, at half-time, no one thought that we were, you know, even in the competition. Yes, no, absolutely. Incredible. It's just bonkers, incredible. isn't it? And, I mean, yeah. look, I know we didn't win it, but I think, you know, to get to the Champions League final in itself, I think is a massive achievement. And especially the way we've done it, getting out of the group of death, you know, no one gave us a chance against Man City and everything else. And to, 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 to do it against Man City the way we did, and then to do it again, like we did against Ajax, I think was amazing. And, and I think for that alone, he has to always go down as a legend at Tottenham, Lucas Moura, because, you know, it's amazing. And I think most Spurs fans, I mean, unless you go right back to the 50s and 60s, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to think of any memory that is as good as that. I mean, it's... He scored. He scored in the Camp Nou as well to get us... Get, yeah, get yeah us he did. The group yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... We we all wish Lucas Moura all of the very best for the future yeah, because, uh, as we've all said, what what a memory or what memories Amazing. he's given us, Spurs yeah. fans. Um, now, three last questions for you all, and they're going to be quick ones. Um, Gary, let's start with you on this score prediction for the Brentford game. Where think... you think? Hold on. Where you yes. think we'll finish in the league? Oh. And who will be the next Spurs manager, in your opinion? Oh God, that's a difficult one. Um... I think we will finish sixth. I think I'm quite confident about Brentford because they've they haven't got Ivan Tony, so I'm gonna to go for a 3-0 win. 
I think we're going to do a convincing win. It's our last home game of the season. And I'm going to it, so I want us to win. <laughs> so I'm going to go a 3-0 win. Um, and who do I think is going to be our new manager? I don't know what his name is. <laughs> and I don't think many people would know his name. But I think it's going to be a very, very unknown, underwhelming manager. But I think it's exactly what we need. Josh? I think, oh, I think we might get done by Brentford. I know it's a bad, it's bad. I always, I don't want to <laughs> be too negative. Josh? I don't, no, I'm not. I can't. I've got another exam. It's a right oh, nightmare. Right. <laughs> I haven't been to a game since AC Milan, and that was yeah. awful. So, oh, it's horrible. It's been very busy. But yeah, I think we might get done. And then I think we might get done by Sam Allardyce as well on the final day against Leeds. So I don't know. My, I, my prediction, 2-1 Brentford, or we might nick a 2-2. Um, where we might finish, we'll be lucky to finish above Brighton. I think they play great football. Seventh. I think we're going to finish seventh. Does that give that gives us conference, doesn't it? Yeah, you're up for conference seventh. Oh, yeah. No. And then our next manager. <laughs> don't don't you want to manager, finish eighth then, Josh? Because you don't want to be a football, do you? Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I just think we're going to. Brighton got hammered tonight, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They're a bit. They're a bit inconsistent at the minute as well. Yeah. They lost mega the other day. And the final question was, who was our manager? I did mention this. There's a bloke who I really like, uh, Ruben Amarin from yeah. Sporting Lisbon. And we were in Lisbon, Chris, and I thought they were unreal, Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. Like I thought they played great football. Um, yeah. And I, I know we're linked with a few a few more of their players. I think we were linked with one of their forwards and we're linked with Aguate, one of their midfielders. Yeah. And I think he's a good up-and-coming young manager, would fit with Pedro Porro. I think that's an option, you know. Like he's, he looks yeah. like a good manager, but I would be. I, you know, he said who who would excite you? He would excite me. I think he would excite me. I think he looks like a good manager. And they knocked out Arsenal from Europe, Sporting Lisbon. So he's not. He's no mug. So yeah, I, I want him. I would. I actually want him. Melvin, what are you saying? Um, I think we'll be will beat Brentford. I mean, it's the last game of the season, last home game of the season. I think most of them will turn up and I don't know, it could be 1-0, 2-0 or 2-1. Or I, I don't know. I can see I can see all three happening. Um, I think we'll win at home and finish 6th, maybe 7th, I don't know, maybe we'll scrape 6th and then get into the Europa League and, and that'll be enough for the season, you know, I mean, can we really get anywhere? I don't. I don't think so. No. You know. So, who do you think will be the manager, Melvin? Um, the what's his name again? The guy you mentioned. Arnie <laughs> Slot. Slot. Yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> it must excite you, Melvin, if you've forgotten his name already. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally, I've not. I think the most information I saw about him was the explanation that you gave us. You know, the the two minute explanation. That I mean, I've not, I've not looked into the managers. I've not. It's because I keep thinking that you know, whoever it is, it's it's just we, we need a manager, and we'll we'll give him three, four years, and and we'll move on from there. It's just like let Levy and 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 the board of directors and and the the new something that we did mention the. The, sp- the new sporting director, whoever that is, yeah, as well, because that's also a mystery. That's also yeah. something we didn't really talk about. 
Yeah, That's nah, why we haven't spoken okay. about it. No, no one knows what, what's what's going to happen. No. Yeah. Can can I apply for the sporting director role? I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll be extremely cheap. I, I mean, something that Levy likes. I'll go, and yeah. I think I'll do a pretty good job. And 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 Josh, I'll hire you as my assistant. You don't, <laughs> you don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. Imagine this. I just had a funny thing. Funny thing came in my head. They do an announcement video of a, a bald guy who's the next manager, and he, everyone thinks it's Arnie Slot, but it's, it's actually Daniel Levy. He's gonna he's gonna be our next. Imagine oh, that. Oh, <laughs> imagine. Josh, on that note, thanks so much for joining me this evening. <laughs> please tell everyone, <laughs> please tell everyone what, what you're up to at the moment and uh, where people can find you. I am, oh, to be fair, you have to find my Instagram. I'm, I'm still not on Twitter. I need to sort that out. I got, like, logged out my Twitter ages ago. I've got to sort that back out. Uh, but, yeah, it's Josh Cow on Instagram. If you if you really want to drop a follow, you might see some of my uh, controversial comments on some football pages that usually attract a lot of opposition fans. You know what they're like with Tottenham fans. They give us a lot of abuse. Uh, but yeah, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for having me on, Chris. It's always good to have a event and a chat about Tottenham, and it always brings a smile to your face. You, you never know what's going to be said in one of these podcasts, but nah. it always brings a smile to your face because at the end of the day, Tottenham is our, our passion, yeah. they're our club, and it's and all we want is for the best for the club. That's all we yeah. want, and it's good, and it's good to have a chat and and read the comments. There's a lot of people out there who care for this football club. Yeah, and I, I like reading all the comments, and it's it's a shame what's happened in the past couple of years, and how we have changed since that Lucas Moore moment, as you said. And hopefully, in the next couple of years, we can get back to those types of moments when we can yeah. all when we can get those smiles back on our face, and when yeah. we can get back connected with the club, because that is all I want from a football club. We don't need to have trophies, we don't need panels. All we want is a nice smile on our face from a football club. Yeah. Melvin, I didn't think I'd hear you say you're punching wardrobes, but um, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, where can people find you? Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. My handle is uh, Melvin Malt. I changed it because Chris, Chris keeps calling me that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you want to follow me, I I am quite active on Twitter and I, I usually follow back or, or respond. And, and, yeah, I'm usually just talking about spares and, and, and laughing at Arsenal, Gary, yeah. Yeah. This season, <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We, I think. Oh, I don't think worry. Something I'm going to say my piece, mate. <laughs> something that something that me and Gary enjoyed this season most of all was watching other te- other teams suffer, and 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 most of all was you know Arsenal. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they won as much as us this season, and and, and that's yeah. fact. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'll I'll leave it to Gary. <laughs> Thank you, Melvin and Gary. Thanks so much for joining me. Tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to. Thank you very much, Chris. You will find me at some club on some stage somewhere inside the UK performing every weekend. My ladies' nights and shows and everything have gone absolutely crazy. But on Twitter, I think it's Big G Maloney. I don't use Twitter much. On Instagram, it is Gary Maloney13. I'm on Instagram all the time. This week, I've come a top fan. I've got a top fan badge on AFTV. I've also got one in Arsenal, Nigeria, Arsenal, UK. And a few others, and that's for giving them so much abuse for bottling the league. And I absolutely love it. And yes, I am that sad fan who's who's getting great enjoyment and satisfaction out of Arsenal bottling the league. And when they turn around to me and say, focus on your own club, I turn around to them and say, 
I won't because my club is awful. But just the <laughs> fact that yours bottled the league has ended the season a lot better for me. So, in all seriousness, mate, it's not been a bad season for me because if Arsenal have won that Premier League, it would have made things feel a million times worse. But because they spent 95% of the season on top of the league and then bottled it, that has made things feel so much better for me. And for that, I thank every Woolwich fan out there. And I truly mean that. So thank you very much. Well, Melvin, Gary and Josh, thanks so much for joining me this evening. And let's hope that Spurs can get back to winning ways and uh, hopefully finish in a Europa League spot. You know, two of the... Two of the uh, two of the guests today have said Europa League. One has said Europa Conference League. I have no idea, but Tottenham need to perform in these next two Premier League games. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like, share and comment below. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please do leave us a review and uh, follow the channel as well. And I must say a big shout out to, to the listeners in Taiwan, in Finland and South Korea wow, uh, because we are not number one in the football podcast uh, charts uh, in all three of those countries. So thank you so much for all of your support. Um, I will see you on Saturday after the Brentford game. And until then, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Come on. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.